Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and mom to three boys ages 5, 3, and 18 months. And I'm Terilyn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids ages 10, 8, 5, and 3. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. All right, guys, I'm going to start us off with a facepalm today, and it is a facepalm about last week's episode, kind of. So last week we talked about... um, awareness and being in the present moment so (laughs) the other two days ago or so I was making have you guys ever poached egg or have you ever poached eggs in the microwave no you just put like in a mug you put milk and then crack the egg into it and it makes a little poached egg and it's really good and shaped cute yeah just like a little cute yeah egg circle anyways I was making those for my kids and I was like hey I'm being you know present I'm just like it's one of those things where right when the egg goes to the top, you have to stop it or else it'll overcook or sometimes explode because it's a microwave. And so I'm like, I'm just going to watch this. And I'm just like zoning out, being really present with my egg poaching. It explodes all like I'm just and I'm like deep in just like watching the egg poach. It explodes my whole microwave covered in egg milk i open it it's dripping out i'm like oh my gosh i don't know if that i don't know if there's any gold star for me for being present but i felt like a major face bomb fail of i was a little too present with the egg poaching and exploded so you just have to watch it for it to come to the top well learn the skill that's one out of ten don't explode (laughs) i mean opposite nine out of ten don't explode like, when I cook, you know, four or five for my family, they usually don't. Okay, I don't like those odds, though. <laughs> but sometimes they do. Yep, sometimes they do. <laughs> or they'll just do a little pop, but not a full explosion. Hmm. That's more more likely. But, yeah, it was bad. It wow. was really bad. Okay, well, as you were talking about that, I was like, ooh, I should do that. And then now I think maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> One out of ten. That would mean every other time I do it for my family, I'd have an explosion. <laughs> explosion. Yeah, I mean, it's not worth it. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I was loving if the idea, If any of though. you out there have... I tried to poach egg, I've tried to poach eggs in a saucepan or whatever on the stove. It never works huh. for me. They always disintegrate apart. Huh. Yeah. Well, that would make it a really cute shape, the little yeah. mug. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, so if any of you have better, I'm sure some of you out there is like, oh my gosh, rookie, this is how you poach eggs. So send it to me if you do. <laughs> well, I know there's like egg poaching pans. That sounds right. excessive for me to have an extra pan. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, well done. Sounds exciting. Did you jump? Because you're like staring oh, at it so intently. Yes. yes. It was like frightening. Like I fireworks okay. style. That's awesome. I love it. Exploding in the microwave is always a joy. It's a treat. Um, especially oh, when it's like red, like tomato oh, sauce or something. And, yes. Okay, so when we heat up our boiled eggs, I have a son who's obsessed with boiled eggs, and when we heat them up, there's often some kind of an explosion, and yeah, it's they think it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyways, okay. Well, I am actually gonna do a high five today. 
And that is, I didn't report this on my last episode. So two episodes ago, we did a gratitude episode, and I said that my goal was to write letters to people in my family and then do a gratitude journal after that for the rest of December. And so and I said I would report on it, and so I am just reporting as my high five. I've been writing notes to the people in my family, and if it has to be a text, I'll do a text. I am tr- I've been trying to do it with paper notes, but if I, like, forgot to write one for my husband and I have something to tell him, I just text him. Um, but... It has been so cute because in December we do this thing where we like draw names as our family and you're like their secret elf for the week. And so for part of it, they just thought I was doing secret elf stuff, but I was doing it for like everybody, mm-hmm. not just my secret elf. And it's so cute to watch my kids. Like you can tell it's like they'd get a note and immediately my five-year-old is like pulling out papers and he'll write like 10 notes. You know what oh, I mean? Like cute. he gets a note and you can tell like spark something in him to like write, write love notes to other people. people. So, so it actually has been better than I even thought it would be because I'm feeling gratitude for the people in my life by writing the notes. But then to watch my kids at the ages they're at, just like get the little giving love bug and oh, just so cute. It's way cute. I love like that. my five-year-old, he... <laughs> He started, they wrapped their presents for each other, made their presents and wrapped them like a month ago. <laughs> They're under little trees in their room. And he started, he like can't wait to give them. So like he started just like, he'll like pull a present out and be like, mommy, I just want you to open this right now. It's Aww, so cute. Anyway, it's that. really like, I love that like giving spirit that comes out. So December is a really fun time to do gratitude that. stuff. And I have mm-hmm. never tried it until this year because of this podcast. So Thank you guys for being my accountability partners that. on that. And that's my high five. Reporting so on doing cute. my goal from a couple weeks ago. I love it. That's darling. Okay. So today we are talking about a book called Fair Play. And this book is um, basically a system to help recognize all the tasks that we do in a household and then become aware of maybe pain points where our system could be better. And so the author, Eve Rodsky, um, she kind of made it into a game, like a card game. So she has a set of downloadable cards that have everything that it takes to run a household. And it is very comprehensive. Like there are many cards that didn't even apply to our family when we went through it. So it is, that is something that I really appreciated about it. It is very well thought up, thought out mm-hmm. everything it takes to run mm-hmm. a household. And then basically the idea of it is that you go through and look through the cards, see who's holding what cards in your home and how you can maybe better um, split them up and take more ownership over the cards. So, mm-hmm. um, what sparked my interest in the book was um, I heard on a podcast or two people mentioning the power of the system and how the system really worked for them and their family and how it kind of allowed them to recognize maybe a default in their home where one or the other person, traditionally, whoever was staying home, traditionally the woman or mom, was taking a lot of um, ownership for most things in the home, but then feeling um, resentment about that. So when I, we're talking in generals here, this, the book definitely generalizes towards that um, setup in a family. So yours might be different, but I think it's still, 
it still could bring awareness to any family dynamic, anyone running a household. Mm-hmm. And th- with the idea that there's nothing wrong with having a division <laughs> of labor, but when you get to the point where one person feels like they're doing everything and there's resentment there, mm-hmm. then that's where you have a problem. And um, when I first, so when Felicia brought it up to me, I, I'm going to be totally honest. I felt some resistance because when I first started listening to it, because uh, Eve Rodsky, the author, she is, she has this like thriving law career. Mm-hmm. And so when I first started listening to it, I was like, this doesn't even apply to me. Cause I don't have like a full-time career. Cause she was saying her big thing was, she's like, both me and my husband have these careers that are equally important. And then I come home and she's like, I just, she calls it the she fault parent. Like she's like, I just by default do mm-hmm. all the things mm-hmm. Like, as in, like, I'm the executive over all the things for my kids. But we're both working. So mm-hmm. why is it that he's okay to watch Netflix for an hour and I'm running around just trying to get our kids ready mm-hmm. the next day for school? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that. And it was creating a lot of resentment inside of her. So I'm and, and when I say I was feeling resistance, I don't feel resistance to that setup. You know, like, I was just saying, I don't think this applies to me. Like, how does this even apply to me? Why does mm-hmm. Felicia want us to do this? Because I'm not feeling like it's even there. But then as I read the book, it really opened my mind to... The concept actually applies to everybody, whatever your situation is. You have to be able to see your situation clearly, Mm -hmm. and then you're able to... For me, actually, the biggest point, and we'll go into this later, but the biggest thing that it did for me was my biggest pain point, actually, as a stay-at-home mom, is I feel like most of my work is invisible. Mm -hmm. And especially when you have a baby, and they're not even going to remember. It's so important. I mean, it's going to their subconscious, Mm -hmm. but they don't even... I remember, I mean, there were times where I'd like look and be like, I am having this amazing moment of connection. And I feel like this is the center of my life's work right now. And you're not even going to remember it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, and s- still knowing how important that is. And again, you're imprinting on their soul. So I'm not saying it takes away from the value. I'm just saying a pain point for me is the feeling of being invisible. Yeah. And something that this setup going through this process with my husband did for me was I don't feel so invisible. So mm-hmm. I think try to keep an open mind as we talk about this, um, that I think it actually can bring clarity and communication to any mm-hmm. couple, mm-hmm. regardless of what your setup is, regardless of whether, dynamic. yeah, mm-hmm. whether one of you stay at home and the other doesn't, or you're both working full-time jobs or one's working part-time and one's doing full-time. It's really a nice way to say that our time, both of our time is important. Mm-hmm. How can we set up a, a situation that is aligned with our values and what we think is important mm-hmm. and take down resentment levels. Yes. You know? Yeah, because I I know emotional labor, this whole topic is really a hot button topic right now. And so to be clear for us, this episode is not a harp talk bad about the other spouse, husband episode. And I think sometimes these chats on emotional labor, some a little bit of a feeling I got in this book at the first was that feeling of let's just point out all the things that the other person's not doing. Yes. Which is not yes. what we're not why we're doing this episode. And my husband was actually worried about it. Cause I told him about it and he looked it up on his own and he was like, I don't know if I'm I want to do this yeah. because he's like, I don't want it to just be like a, what I'm doing as a husband isn't enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing enough. And it, and once we talked about it, it didn't, it wasn't right. that, but there was that fear and me and Felicia, yeah, are really conscious of, well, I guess know that going into it, this is this isn't that. Not that, yeah. <laughs> and and the author specifically says her intention for it 
isn't that? And she says, um, to think, I like this quote from her. She says, what is fair is not always equal. So as you go through this, there's a hundred cards, right? A hundred cards that potentially either of you can own. And the goal probably for most people is not going to be a 50-50 split. In fact, she talks about in a traditional, um, you know, the mother staying home, the dad working full time, it's uh, at at really a good point, it's a 20-80 split, right? Like the excelling, help, really helpful, collaborative um, partners were holding 20 uh-huh. to 25 cards, I think it was. So not saying that that's the right number either. It's not about the number. It's yeah. coming to a point where you're clear about what your family dynamic is and you're both happy with whatever cards you're holding. Yeah. Um, and the creating the life, because we're talking about the life that you're creating together. It's not right. minimizing the work that somebody is doing outside of the home because that's crucial, mm-hmm. super important. And it is also visible. Mm-hmm. So this is just trying to say, in the stuff in our life that actually is together, that's creating our family, our home life, making sure we're on the same page about it. Yeah, know? exactly. Because that's where so many things fall through just without communication. Um, so a bonus, a really cool bonus that I loved about um, doing this fair play dealing is there's an emphasis on reclaiming ourselves as um whole people as women and we talked about this a little bit in um, our episode about when you first go into motherhood you kind of feel a little bit lost maybe uninteresting maybe like you don't have anything that's just for you um and a big goal of this book is to reclaim your right to be interested in things have your own um time to do things that are just interesting to you and to reclaim your right to be interesting to your friends, to your husband, to your kids. And I feel like that a lot of people do lose themselves in caregiving. Mm-hmm. It's just like a kind of a byproduct of intense caregiving, which as a mother, that's all it's constant. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully once you've got the system down, you'll be able to find more of an identity and, be more yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um we're also a a thing to be aware of when we're talking about this and if you decide to read the book um that eve brings up that are really cool things to think about are some toxic thoughts that a lot of us have if maybe you feel like you're the default parent um and some of those are well well, to preface that, um, women, so caregivers caregivers who stay at home have are two times more likely to have anxiety. Um, and it's that guilt that is associated with, I need help, but like the blanket statement, I can do it better, I can do it faster, I'll save time if I just do it. Um, this This is making me a good mom if I do that. Or, you know, this is just a gold star extra bonus if dad does it. But everything is, like, defaulting to me. <laughs> Have you seen the Blackish episode where the dad brings cupcakes to school? And, like, oh, all the moms are like, out. this is the best thing ever. <laughs> like, he's getting so many gold stars mm-hmm, for it. Mm-hmm. And the mom's like, I do that every day. Yes, like, yes. And I get no gold stars. Yes. So there is definitely, yes. like, a feeling of 
Well, yes, I'm, but yeah, like. Oh, he's such a cute dad. He takes to school. (laughs) Just assume that I'm going to do it. But if you do it, then it's going to, it's the best thing ever. Yes. Which I'm not saying not to show gratitude, to be clear. Right. But both both efforts are important. Yes, exactly. Um, And then also the toxic thought of that, and this was a big theme she talks about in the book, that a man's time or whoever is working outside of the home full time is, a finite, valuable resource, um, and the person who's at home, you don't work, so you have more time. You just have all this endless time. Like it's infinite. Yes, infinite time. Mm-hmm. So that, I I think that this book is a good breaker of a lot of those barriers when you're looking at it as a big picture. Uh-huh. And I think I think parenting itself is challenging when we're talking about this kind of thing because parenting is a 24-hour job. It is yeah. literally a, I mean, there is no, like, There's off no end. time. <laughs> so it feels infinite in its nature. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like that she splits up. Time is time, though, and we all do just have 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So how can we make it so that everybody's time is valued? And I also just want to put a disclaimer here. I touched on this a little bit, but before we go through like the really specifics of how to do this process with your um, spouse or partner, um, I just want to make sure, like I'm super, super clear here about whatever your career is, you and your spouse or just the person, or if there's only one, that I think it's important as we're talking about this, that like, I mean, I don't know everything my husband does at work. Like, he doesn't write it out for me, and I don't give him gold stars for each of those things. Mm -hmm. But I want him to know that what I – I think the way he does is important. So I think as we talk about this, I mean, of course, we all with our minds feel like, yes, family is the most important, and they come above all things. You know, I don't want to miss my kids' things for work and all those kinds of stuff. But I think it's also easy to get in – as we start talking about this, it's easy to get into, well – Anytime you're at work is you're taking from our family. Mm-hmm. And that's not true either, right? So, like, I think it's really what we're saying here is all of it is so valuable. Mm-hmm. So whoever is working outside the home, that's super valuable and it deserves honoring that. Mm-hmm. But that honoring doesn't have to take away from the honoring of the work that's done in the home as well. Like, that they're right. both – we don't have to sacrifice one for the other in importance. They're both really – important and valuable and I think that as we can like be more clear about it and this process really does that like me and my husband's conversations we cleared up a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. that we've been carrying around for a long time in our emotional baggage list yes and it was able to like bring that out in a way that's honoring I think that's actually what I like about this we're honoring both so I don't want anybody to hear this process and be like oh my gosh well you know a husband's listening to it and thinking Ugh, now you're just not going to value what I do and and or a wife's listening to it and thinking well I work outside the home and now I'm just going to feel bad none, none of that it's all about valuing mm-hmm. which I really really like mm-hmm. yep I agree okay so we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to break down the specific process of how to do fair play in your home Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so how to actually do fair play. I think this book is a good read and it's fairly quick. We're going to break down the process, but if you're like, ah, I, you know, I want to understand this a little better, we'll link the book. Um, so the first step in going through the process is to kind of let go of blame, resentment, and start right where you are. And we talk about this all the time. But it made me think of just like present moment, this is our situation, and I'm going to try to get to a place of not not making the switch um, because I'm mad. <laughs> I'm accepting of right here, and then now we're going to go forward with this process. So I really like that she makes that clarification of figuring out who am I. So there's different... Um, personality types of caregivers that Eve breaks down in the book. They are um, a new superwoman, which is basically you're working full-time, you're doing most of the parenting, and you kind of have a hard time delegating. And again, she has little um, breakdowns and quizzes of these if you want to get more specific, but I think generally you can pick out who you are. So that's kind of doing most things and owning most things. Then there's the accidental traditionalist. So this is most people actually. So most people, most um, s- moms who end up staying home, having the intention to work initially before they had kids, and being qualified to be in the workforce, but they end up staying home because once they had kids, the responsibility split was they were needed at home, and work wasn't, you know, making enough to balance that out. That's actually mm-hmm. most of the population. Mm-hmm. The child care is <clears throat> expensive enough. Right. It really doesn't make sense to stay. Yeah. To go. Um, which you could see how that one you could easily get in a resentful place if that was mm-hmm. your initial thought was wanting to be working. Um, <clears throat> then there's that intentional traditionalist, um, which is like if you picture stay-at-home mom of like TV shows, like Chose mm-hmm. wanted to be stay-at-home mom and is holding a lot of the cards um, for the home space. And then there's a collaborator, which a collaborator is hopefully a place that you, well, maybe not, maybe you'll stay an intentional. Okay. I won't make that distinction until we go through the (laughs) whole list, but a collaborator is holding 60 or less cards in your home. So your husband is also going to be a collaborator. So that's kind of a breakdown of the different types of um, caregivers. So looking, when you look at that list thinking, who am I? I think it helps, um, pave your intention going forward with, Mm -hmm. so if you're a new superwoman, but you, 
you're want maybe you're wanting that you don't want to delegate a lot of things then you can pull back a lot of that resentment because you're you're wanting to hold that Mm -hmm. and then also looking at your husband what are what who am i playing this card game with who am i going into this um talk with being aware of maybe um at least for me i knew there were certain things that might be triggering for him or certain stories that we had running in our family that might um, make the conversation harder so just being aware don't don't just go into this and say you take 50 i take 50 i'm doing too much but just being aware of your whole family situation mm-hmm. before you go into it what were you in that so i so i do work part-time um but when reading the descriptions of more the personality types of each kind of caregiver i am somewhere in between an intentional traditionalist and a collaborator Mm -hmm. somewhere in the mix of those yeah when i take the quiz i was a collaborator like my personnel like my yes my approach is a collaborator Uh but i am an intentional stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. so like i I hold a lot more cards because I am right. more at home, but the way I approach it is as a collaborator. Mm-hmm. And my husband, also when I took the little quiz for him, he was, yeah, obviously the traditional quote, provider, right. but also he does a lot to help at home <laughs> mm-hmm. in yeah. a very, like our time at home when we're together, I feel like is, we're both like in both it. Do you know it. what I mean? Yeah, totally. But, um, so something... So when you're looking, I actually love it. She calls it the crap I do, but she uses a different word instead of crap <laughs> list. And like Felicia said, it's really comprehensive. So literally, I mean, I didn't, we didn't have to add a single thing to the list. No. In fact, we didn't even use all of the cards that mm-hmm. she gave because I was like, oh yeah, this doesn't even, we don't even do that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm just going to take that off. And the reason why they're actually printed out as cards, I didn't even cut my cards because I want to be able to lay mine out and be able to see. Mm-hmm. But um, she... She says the reason why it's so comprehensive and the reason why it's important to go over them with your partner is you can actually choose, depending on if you're feeling like you have too much in your life, take out some stuff. You can be mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let's not do Christmas cards. Yeah. If it's not important. You yep. know what I mean? If you're feeling overloaded, it's time where you can both say, you know what? Let's just let this card go. Let's mm-hmm. put this to the side. This mm-hmm. is a task that neither of us want to do. And maybe it's not that important. So let's put it to the side. Yeah. So she splits her cards into several different categories. There's caregiving, magic, which I love, wild, home, and out, meaning like things that like have to do with outside of your home. And she has little, these little coffee <clears throat> mugs next to the ones that are, she calls them the daily grind. And I love it that she puts them there because there are some things that nobody likes. Well, that emphasis is so important because I feel so like nice. daily grind is intense. Yeah. Daily grind things are things you have to do every single day. Over and over all day. Dishes, <laughs> kid, child care. I mean, there's like, there's a ton. And I love it because as me and my husband were going through this list together, so you literally go through with your partner every single item and you're assigning to one person or the other complete ownership of this task. Mm-hmm. And I liked it because on daily grind, she says... Some of those, you're going to have to pass back and forth because it's going to burn somebody out to do them all the time. Like nighttime wake-ups of little kids uh-huh. or dishes or whatever it is. Yeah. They might be split 
not yeah. permanently. So you may have to say, you know what, this is burning me out right now. Mm-hmm. I need to pass this card on to you for a little bit, mm-hmm. which I really, really love that she had that because as me and my husband were talking, I could be like, oh, this is a daily grind one. So mm-hmm. let's, yeah, let's do it this way for now. Mm-hmm. But let's reevaluate in a week. And if it's too much, yeah. let's trade back. So she has this thing, the acronym is called CPE. It's um, conception planning and execution and her whole idea here is that a lot of times we do like half and half like maybe I do all the planning and conception of something and then I just pass off the execution to my husband Mm -hmm. and then we're both kind of lost he doesn't even see the work that I put into the conception Mm -hmm. of it and it's not organized at the end and I'm still feeling the weight of the task even though he's Mm -hmm. finishing it for me Mm -hmm. so the idea here is with most cards her thing is if you can give the whole thing to somebody, mm-hmm. it's going to be really helpful because you're mm-hmm. actually taking a mental load off the other person. If you can say, I got this whole thing, that's awesome. We tried to do that, but there was still probably 10 items that both of us were like, we like how we do this mm-hmm. already. And so I'm not going to take, like, for example, weekend meals. We left to how we do it, which is how we just like, what do we feel like? Let's eat something. But Felicia and Parker, they found that Parker wanted ownership over it. And it's been a huge lift off of Felicia to take it. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is I'm not all the way like making CPE on every single card. Mm -hmm. But for most of the cards, it was really helpful. So we're going to share a couple of examples here of places where this really helped going through the cards. I mean, wow. Like, and it was kind of, I was almost dreading the conversation a little bit because I was like, oh, this is like a lot of stuff to go over. And resentments do come up as you're talking about Mm -hmm. it because... And past feelings and past stories. And I mean, it was definitely a not hard as in like, I'm mad, but it was a intense conversation to have. Because I mean, there are times where you're like, I feel like I'm doing all of that. And Mm -hmm. then your spouse is like, I feel like I'm doing all of that. Mm -hmm. So then you have to really look at, okay, so what are we really Mm -hmm. doing? Which I think is a strength of this system is to see, so say it's, the example of like meal planning and I feel like I'm thinking of every meal. I know what's actually in the fridge and then I'm making this list and you know, Parker's like, but I go to the store and I get all of it and bring it home and put it away. So there's like this split, this place where we both feel like we're doing so much for that one card. And if you can get to a place of full, I, I can I'm doing the conception. I know what I want it. I know what meals I want to make. And then I'm planning it out by writing lists. And I'm picking up the groceries. I know I own it all. Removes the load completely from him. And I have no questions about what I'm doing. Yes. There are, for us, there were some cards that we couldn't get to that place because our system we already had was working fine. Uh-huh. But ones that it, our system wasn't working and we did mm-hmm. have been, it's been a game changer. Yeah, it's awesome. So these are some examples in me and Jeff's life that really, I feel like was, it was really helpful to have the CPE concept of, I have this card all the way. The one was romance. As we were talking about romance, who's in charge of romance? Who's in charge of planning dates? We've never had it like one person or the other's in charge. It's just kind of like, hey, okay, date week, date night this week. What are we doing? Do you, what do we want to mm-hmm. do? That kind of a thing. And it hasn't been bad. It isn't like it's failing us. But as we were talking about it, with the goal here of can somebody take this card all the way, we decided to just switch off every month. So how we're doing it is, so with the card romance, so that includes um, physical intimacy, creativity, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You plan that. 
um, planning dates. And that card, then the spirituality card, which in our home looks like you're the one who is instigating family prayer, family scripture study before we go to bed, Mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. It feels like sometimes, and I think we both felt this before, where it's like, if I don't bring it up, is it just not going to happen? And nobody wants to feel like they're just the engine. Mm -hmm. Her thing is, if one of spirituality is more important to one of you, then one of you can just take the card. But Mm -hmm. since me and Jeff, I feel like it's equally important to us, but Mm -hmm. sometimes one of us will feel like, you know, like I'm the one who's instigating all the time or he feels like that. What we decide to do is just switch it so that every month, whoever is in charge of romance, the other person is in charge of spirituality. Mm -hmm. And then we switch at the month. So nobody owns it for our lifetime. Mm -hmm. But I know for January, like I get to plan all of our dates Mm -hmm. and be in charge of kind of cultivating romance and stoking the romance. And he knows that every night he's the one who's instigating family prayer and planning our scripture study. And he can delegate, obviously, but he's the like the engine behind it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So you have the full ownership of that so I don't have to work like I don't have to think oh he didn't he didn't start this so I'm going to or vice versa it's just oh so that has been a huge game changer for us those two and it's such a nice burden lifter because like if I think about the romance and dates I know that that means Parker's going to be organizing a babysitter what time like it allows you to enjoy fully instead of are we going tonight? Like, who's coming? You know, it's like a split, like almost takes away a little bit of the joy. Uh-huh. So I love yeah. that example. And finding babysitters is actually its whole own card. So I love mm-hmm. it because you could have that conversation. For me in our house, I always get babysitters. So he just have to tell me. Mm-hmm. But you could actually have that be an assignment mm-hmm. in the dates, which I mm-hmm. hadn't thought of that. Two other things that were game changers for us is dishes. We do just kind of like we all just kind of do dishes after dinner. But after talking about it, he was much more open to... Like, you know what, let's switch it off every week because we have our girls, like our kids have chores that switch every week. So we're just going to assign an adult to do the dishes with one of the, whoever's, whatever kid's mm-hmm. in charge of it, which went, that conversation went a lot better than I thought it would. Oh, two other ones, garbage. So in our marriage, and I hope Jeff doesn't mind me that I'm sharing this. When I first got married, I thought that like garbage was just a guy job. Like yeah. my dad does garbage always. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a guy thing. Mm-hmm. So anytime the garbage was full and Jeff wouldn't take it out, in my mind, I was like mad. Yeah. I never said anything about it though because yeah. it wasn't a big enough deal to say something. So I just felt resentment for years. Like mm-hmm. I'm taking out the garbage most of the time, but I think you should be taking out the garbage. Mm-hmm. And guys, going through this, guess what I realized? I can just take the garbage card. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. I do it most of the time anyways yeah, because uh-huh. I am home most of the time. And so it's great because guess what? I can just not feel the resentment about it. And he can also feel free of it. Like, he can yep. just know I got the garbage. So it's actually that one. It's going to sound so small, but it's like it actually was a huge game changer for mm-hmm. us. And he just knows he doesn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be thinking every time I take out the garbage. Why are you? Why am I taking yeah. out the garbage? <laughs> you know what I mean? So... I know that's like a simple one, but it really actually like really changed something for the Mm -hmm. positive inside of me. Mm -hmm. And then the last one that blew my mind as we have this conversation is late middle of the night comfort for children. So when our babies are small, I do most of the nighttime stuff because he was having to leave during the day. And, you know, there were times where if I'm extra exhausted or somebody's sick, obviously I'd pass it on to him or weekends he'd help more. But for the most part, it was kind of my job. But now we don't have babies. And guess what he said as we had this conversation? He's like, you know what? I think, because now it's just kind of random waking up. He wants 50-50. Like, he wants it actually to be like, let him take half, no matter what night of the week it is. 
So just, yes. and I was like, what? Because my proposal was, how about we have weekends be you mm-hmm. and weeknights be me? And he was like, no, I think, I think we're at a point in our life where we can do actually 50-50, which was like a huge like blew my mind mm-hmm. anyway but we would have never even i would have never known that he's even filling up for that at this stage in our life mm-hmm. had we not had this conversation so like it forced us to have a lot of conversations mm-hmm. that we wouldn't have had had we not gone through this list together and find out what's working and what's not for us yeah and i already feel a load off of me knowing that just knowing the things that he's taken and even the things that I've taken have taken a lot off of me, too, because it mm-hmm. takes the resentment away. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I think <clears throat> the my favorite part of this whole process is the conversation around it. And even though it was hard, the recognizing of what the other person is doing, because I think in every house there's a lot of invisible stuff that one or the other person doesn't see. Um, and I've noticed that, so dishes, for example, um, because I'm home, most of the daily grind, you know, like tidying type cleaning stuff and childcare, I'm doing. Um, and then Parker owns finishing out the dishes of the day. So like after dinner, he does them, loads them, um, and then empties the dishwasher. But he owns that card, but I find that a lot of the times I do have time in my day to do it Mm -hmm. and so it's really changed my feelings towards it because when I do do it I feel like I'm giving a little act of service I'm I feel grateful that he's doing it all the other times I'm thinking of oh since he doesn't have to do this this is more time that I get to spend with him it just has changed the whole dynamic because I have total appreciation of him owning yes the card Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes him feel less invisible as well when we're all just trying to pitch in and make our right, family work. Right. I mean, just going through all the cards that Felicia and I were talking about it, like, oh, that my husband takes care of the nightmare of insurance. Yes. Like, just to yes. be like, you got this. And as mm-hmm. you're going through it, you can say, thank you so much that you just have that. That you just own that. Are you mm-hmm. okay with keep owning it? Right. And when he says yes, it's like, oh, Or, wow, we you. even do that as a family? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even know that. Yes. You know, there yeah. were many cards like that. Yeah. Um, so some things that I want to emphasize when you're going through this is really be intentional about giving full attention. And uh, Terrell and I both, it took us both about an hour to an hour and a half to go through all the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had had a couple conversations with our spouses before that about yeah, it. So Leading up to the idea. Yeah. yeah. So set up a good time. And I would say definitely prepare, like don't come in as an attack mode with the cards of we yes. are doing this prepare yes. your your partner <laughs> for yeah. the conversation um that the idea here is to be just intentional about our life that we're creating together mm-hmm. and make sure we're clear on a system that's working so that we don't so that we're not invisible to each other mm-hmm. and we can eliminate resentment mm-hmm. and like if you present it like that yes like this is i'm trying to work together to collaborate and I think a lot of husbands, and again, this is such a generalization, but I think a lot of husbands feel like they're just like a babysitter. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, they're just like an assistant and you're, you know, they're not doing things like like you won't think they should be done and they're afraid to do things because they're afraid they're going to get in trouble. And I don't think anybody should ever feel like a babysitter in their yeah. own home. Yeah. So I like it because I think a lot of husbands would be open to the idea here of, I'm going to give you this mm-hmm. and then... There's this thing she calls the minimum standard of care of like, we both agree that this is the minimum that needs to be done. You know, like the kids need to be dressed 
and sh- whatever. Yeah. Hairbrush. <laughs> <laughs> but that you're not going to come home then and be like, you didn't do this right. You didn't load the dishwasher right. You didn't get the kids dressed right. right. You didn't do this right. Because then you're just smashing them and not right. giving them any independence. Mm-hmm. So this kind of system kind of allows you them to have both of you to have total ownership of something and not feel like a babysitter or a helper in your own home. Yep. You know? Yep. And she emphasizes when you're going through the cards, you know, figure out what full CPE is, conception planning and execution, and also that minimum standard of care. So if it's really important for you that your kids' nails are clipped every time they take a bath, if your husband's taking over nighttime bathings, make sure that you guys establish together what that care is so then you don't feel mm-hmm. they're not doing it right or I can do it yes. better or I can do it faster. And I like that she calls it minimum standard of care because I think it's important to realize that we do have to relinquish control of mm-hmm. everything doesn't have to be perfect mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be your highest standard level mm-hmm. of care, which as I say this, this is funny. This does not apply to me at all. <laughs> Felicia and I were both talking about this. <laughs> Jeff does a lot of things so much better than me. Yes. So it doesn't even really apply. But I get the concept that... Mm-hmm. If I'm going to give him a card, I can't expect that his standards have to be the perfect standards that right. mine are. And yeah. as I'm saying me, this isn't me I'm talking about. <laughs> this is the hypothetical person out there who's really good at doing like, stuff like, really well <laughs> and thoroughly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm joking because so, it's me also. <laughs> yes. So it's a minimum standard of care of, you know what? Yeah. You know, what? I can let go of the mm-hmm. perfect French braid and just mm-hmm. a brush through the hair will be enough for me yeah. when you're in charge. Yeah. You know? Totally. So, yeah. And the dishwasher doesn't have to be color-coded. If that's going to be their job for mm-hmm. the month, let them load it how they want to load mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? So you do have yes. to – there's some letting go of control in this and allowing within the minimum uh, – you know, above the minimum standard of care. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the dishwasher has to be started once a day or whatever. But right. besides that, you, there's a lot of letting go that yes. can happen here. Yes, and it feels good <laughs> because you don't have to own it. Yeah. Um, and another thing that it eliminates and something that – I like that Eve points out to be aware of um, are something she called rats. So it's random assigned tasks. Is the S stand for anything? Randomly assigned tasks? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So rats. So that's when it's like, oh, we don't have milk. Go get milk at the store for me, you know, a text. So it's hopefully with a lot of preparation and having – everything conceptualized, planned, and, and executed, those things assigned, you're going to avoid a lot of those randomly. I think some people, a lot of people call them honeydews, where it's like this list of all these things. Honeydew sounds sweet. Rat sounds better. Yes. <laughs> but it's just like, do this for me. Honeydews can be a, you've talked ahead of time. Yes. And you have a list of things you're working yes. through. Yes. Yes. That can be positive. Yeah. The rats are, you just Random. throw it on them Random. and expect mm-hmm. them to do it. Mm-hmm. And she actually talked to a lot of divorced people who said rats were like a, a huge part of being married that they hated. Yes. Just the idea of like, you know what? I just expect you to make this stop yeah. on the way home. Mm-hmm. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with when you're buying, asking for yes. help. Yes, yeah. But just the randomly do this, do that, do this, do that. And mm-hmm. you just end up feeling like a slave. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Nobody wants that. Yes. So being aware of those. Um, and then also something that is really cool about doing this whole system is that there are cards for self-care friendships and unicorn space so that's time that is outside of self-care so there's a distinction distinction between um going to pilates class 
you know, for an hour, which is more self-care and um, taking a couple hours out of your day or whatever to write a book that you want to have published. Mm -hmm. So unicorn space, self-care are different. And I think it's a really important distinction because she emphasizes that self-care is like a really necessary part of life that you don't want to lump into this other really important part of life that is um, outside uh what's the best way to describe unicorn space something that really sparks your lights your fire yeah it lights your fire it's a passion but also a unique thing about unicorn space that she says is and this these three things we're talking about are part of i think she calls them something like the happiness trio Mm -hmm. that like they apply to both people in a relationship both of you need to have these things Mm -hmm. self-care a friendship support network and mm-hmm. unicorn space. But I love that she differentiates between, so unicorn space is something that lights your fire, you feel passionate about, but also has this ability, it doesn't have to right now, but that there is this feeling, a bigger feeling for the future. Mm-hmm. So it could be, I love writing, and one day I want to write a book yeah, and publish it. It could be, for me, I love, like crazy, like I'm trying to keep it from going wild, love. <laughs> Of the unicorn space. She calls a unicorn space gone wild. Mm-hmm. Of like yoga and aerials and acrobats. So the thing is, yeah, it lights my fire and I love it. But there is this like, but and one day, and I am a yoga teacher, but one day I want, but I'm not actually teaching. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like that could be a thing that's outside of myself that's actually mm-hmm. improving the world. Like mm-hmm. there's places that are coming to my mind that I want to volunteer at. And again, it's a season old thing but like there's this kind of bigger picture Mm -hmm. or she said that most people's unicorn space who it lasts for a lifetime is things like say somebody who loves rock climbing and for a while they just do it because they love it right and then they become an instructor and maybe start a whole program Mm -hmm. or she has examples of you know people who or is it in this book maybe i get my books mixed up but like a love of art and Mm -hmm. it turns into a oh it wasn't this book Mm -hmm. like this woman who loved art that was her unicorn space doing art herself Mm -hmm. and she ended up actually starting a community program that helps like put murals over graffiti Mm -hmm. but it lights her fire Mm -hmm. and for some i'm not going to say lucky few that's not the right word i'm looking for but Mm -hmm. for some people their work actually is their unicorn space Mm -hmm. which is really cool Mm -hmm. if you can ever get to that point Mm -hmm. but so unicorn space has this kind of feeling in it of there is something bigger than me that this could lead right, to. Right. But it also, when I'm doing it, I love it so much that I feel alive mm-hmm, and on fire. Mm-hmm. So, which is way different than self-care is what we do every day to keep ourselves healthy and our minds clear. So mm-hmm. for me, that's Miracle Morning mm-hmm. and exercise. Yep. yep. And an hour hike would count in the self-care. But when I do like a four-hour hike, we're hiking to the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. then that's unicorn space for me. Yep, yep. You know? And I love it because she... It's the time is all not equal. Time is all valued with the cards because I think a lot of times it's easy to be like, okay, I'm really intense about conception planning, execution of meal planning, making sure the kids are getting to their activities, all of these things. But unicorn space, self-care friendships, it's kind of just like... Extra. Yeah, those are just extra things. Hopefully we'll get to those. But it is equally as important in the cards to make sure that you have planned out the time for those things. And I think that's a really cool um, happiness bonus to doing this with your partner is you can be aware of those things for each other. Yes. So I love that. And you're helping them create those spaces. Yeah. And she gives this example of this woman 
that both Felicia and I, like, really was powerful for us. She loved interior design. She was a stay-at-home mom. She didn't need to work because her husband, you know, it wasn't like a matter of need. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had a really, you know, high-paying job. And she wanted to do this design school in Italy. And she was going to, she even signed up for it. And her husband was like, no, we need you at home. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, don't, don't do it. Like, that's, you don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. But it was her unicorn space and she didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then like 10 years go by or something and she ends up getting a divorce. And the woman in talking with Eve was like, I lost my ability to be interesting to myself mm-hmm. and to my husband. Mm-hmm. She's like, looking back, had I just gone and actually fueled that fire, mm-hmm. even though I didn't need to. It would have been so much better for our marriage mm-hmm. because it's important for us. We have the right to be interesting mm-hmm. to ourselves and to our spouse. And I, I actually love that because I feel like it's so easy to just go through our whole lives and then wonder where was life? Yep. Where was it? Yep. Like where? Yep. I mean, obviously, because caregiving is a really important part of life. So I'm not minimizing I, I think that I, that actually is a huge part of what makes life meaningful, giving mm-hmm. our souls to the people who we love. But I think it's important. I love that if we also create space to cultivate the parts of us just because we love living mm-hmm. and love being alive, I think, I think the goal is that our whole life doesn't go by and we wonder, oh, I didn't okay. allow myself happiness or self-care mm-hmm. or some doing something that I love just because I love it, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Exactly. So, and it's a balance as I'm saying all these things, I think you could let any of those things take over and that's why you have the conversations. So you yep. keep it intentional and so it works with your values. Yeah. And I think this really helps with the balance of life, this um, system. And then the last tip is to recheck in weekly with your partner switch around maybe those daily grind tasks or something that's not working for you. So we will put a link to the cards so that you can download them and print them out. And yeah, we hope this conversation was helpful for all of you and let us know if you do it and if you have positive results from it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's find the magic. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> <And> brown cows. <laughs>